Hello, you are listening to Unprofessionals Asking Questions. This is episode 35, What is Land Diving? I'm your co-host, Julia. And I'm your co-host, Sid. I don't know why we said co-host. I don't know. We started, so I felt like I had to say it. We're being so professional today. Honestly, though, this is the earliest we've probably ever recorded, so that's why. And facts. (laughs) I think so. This is UAQ in the morning coming at you. I'm not doing well, so... If, if you struggle listening to me other days, be prepared. Um, we'll, we'll be all right. I think we'll be okay. But you said, uh, what is land diving? That's our episode today? Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. But you said you want to say something. So oh. before I jump in, because I have some questions before I start. Yes. I have a story for you and everybody else, because I didn't get to tell you this yet. And this is a glitch in the Matrix story, okay? Okay. I think we keep our minds open as far as maybe this is a simulation kind yeah. of thing. So or anything else that it could be. This was weird. So I oh, and I had mentioned before I joined a few different Facebook groups yes. right, for content. And one of them is like Glitch in the Matrix. That's one of the groups. Um so I see stories similar to this all the time. I didn't go in and post it, I did think about it. Um just to see what other people thought, but then I'm like, I'm not I'm not that. I can't do that. Eventually you can. Maybe I think I can do it anonymously. I just feel weird making a post in a Facebook group with people that I don't know, or even with people that I do know. Yeah. That's just weird. Yeah, but they don't know you, so it's fine. I know. Anyway. Before you go into it, yeah. you know how last time you said you were in these groups or whatever? Yeah. I started getting recommendations for these groups. Because <laughs> of me, probably. I'm thinking, and I was like, dude, what the fuck? I hate this. I hate that they're listening to us. But I started, I joined some, but good. yeah. Yeah. There's some bullshit on there, for mm-hmm. sure, but there are some good stories. And the comments are also funny when it is Yeah, that's what I love about comments. <laughs> so, it gives me a good chuckle if I'm not actually finding anything interesting. But, yeah, I have a weird story. And this happened last weekend. So Wyatt and I were out running errands. And by errands, I just mean, like, shopping. Mm-hmm. Right? So we went to, at one point, the record store. Got a couple records. Which, shout out to, yeah, Fez Records at Titan. Hollow. I want to go check it out. I haven't. It's cool. It's a chill place. Chill vibe. But, like, there's so much to look for, through. So, like, take a day and spend there. Do they much. have cassette tapes? Yeah, they do. Because mm-hmm. my dad was looking for it for the old... Yeah, he has. Yeah, and CDs. He needs mm-hmm. CDs, like Word. the old stuff, the oldies, the oldies. Anyway, sorry. Um, anyways, so we went there. I got some music. I spent like sixty bucks. Okay, not bad. Not bad. I mean, that gets me two records. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like not expecting. It that. depends what you're looking at. There's a there was a record there. I forget who it was. Um, it was literally like thousands of dollars. What? I'm pretty sure. Is it like platinum or something? Some are like hundreds of dollars, but that's like very, like five out of the million that are in there. Wow. That I noticed. But like nuts. And I'm like, whoa. I don't, I don't know what was so special about it. I don't even know who it was. <laughs> I, don't like, I want it though. Who it is. But uh, no. <clears throat> but yeah, I ended up getting two. So I spent like 60 bucks. And again, it depends what you get. Mine, the one I got, the ones I got were new. There's old, like used ones there too mm-hmm. that are really cheap. Oh, like, they're older, but they're new, like, never open that you got? Or they're, like, brand newer new. artists? <clears throat> yeah, brand Sorry, new records. Mm-hmm. Okay. Never used, brand new. Cool. Some, like, trending. Um, hey, you um, might make some money off them later on. Maybe. Someday. Anyway. Hey, so I spent 60 bucks there, and then we went to Barnes & Noble at one point. 
and I was shopping around for myself and for my cousin because it was her birthday that day or not that day but it was a party that day mm-hmm. and so I was looking around I found one for her a meditation bible oh so and I kind of remember thinking like do I want to spend this much I don't know because I remember it being like seventeen ninety nine. okay that amount was in my brain mm-hmm and I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's what it was. I don't believe I saw, like, a sticker where it's, like, on sale for a certain amount or anything. Mm-hmm. And then I went and I found a book for myself. And it's a sci-fi book um, for... Well, I don't even think I looked at the price on this one. Because it's not, like, in my brain. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, um... Anyway, I went up to the register. And I went to check out. And it was... I swear, I remember it being, like, 40 some dollars. Okay, because I remember thinking, oh, there goes a hundred bucks I just spent mm-hmm. today 60, on myself. 40, yeah. yeah, you know, so I didn't think about it again, and I was like, yeah, whatever, it's forty something, it's fine. And I remember like, anytime I use my card, I get like text notifications, right? So I remember also getting one for that. Mm-hmm. And I go home, I you know give the book as a gift. The next night, I was going through my online banking. And I saw a charge from Barnes & Noble for $20.14. I was like, did they charge my card again for something else somehow? Like, after I had left? So you saw two from Barnes & Noble? No. I thought this was the second one. Okay. Because I remember that first one being in the 40s. Yeah. And this was 20. I'm like, what the heck happened? Or I'm like, or did, you know, I went back and looked. I didn't see another one. And I'm like, well, maybe they overcharged me and they're adjusting it or something. Mm Mm-hmm. So weird. Because I'm like... And I'm like, that, it didn't make sense, because that, like, $20.14 for, for two, two books. books? Hell no, not, not a Barnes & Noble. No. Unless they were having, like, a sale that you didn't see. But I remember it being, like, $40. Do you so have a receipt? Did you keep No, I threw it away. Of course. I know. So what's weird is, like, I remember that meditation book, because I had already given it away at that time, so I couldn't go back and look at it. So I'm like, I know that it has to be $17.99. <laughs> hey, can you tell me what time? I know how much your book was that I bought for you. And then I'm like, well, Maybe seven let me check the other one. I checked the other one. I was like, it's the back of it. It said $18 on my other one. So the other, so her, the meditation book would have been like three. A dollar. Or less than because it's tax. Yeah. So I was like, what the hell? I went online. I looked up both books, put them in my cart to see what they looked like in the 40s. Have you gone back to your banking and saw, saw any changes? No. 2014. I went back through my texts that day because I'm like, maybe it just got adjusted somehow. But that original text said 2014. And I'm like, what? I swear I remember being like, $40. Google, like, did Barnes & Noble's have a glitch? No, I didn't. Dude, that's wild. I know, That right? would stump me. And I keep thinking about it because I'm like, do I need to go through... It's too late now because the garbage already went. But at that time, I'm like, do I need to go through my garbage outside <laughs> in my cans, like through the trash bags to find the receipt? Even though it's probably going to be 2014. See, right. And like, regardless, like, hey, it was cheaper than yeah, what like, it would be. I got away with it. not like you're going to but still, it's weird. It's bugging me so bad that I don't know what happened. That would bug me. Because there's no way I set it $17.99. You just don't get $18 two books at Barnes and Noble for $20. $20. You can no. get like two kids' books for $20. No. You can get one for $20. Bucks. So it's like they didn't charge me for one of them. I haven't been to Barnes and Noble's in like a month. I hope they don't hear this and come back and charge me. They won't. <laughs> they can't anyone. They can't do anything. <laughs> but it That's their fault, not yours. Yeah. yeah they fucked up. Joking, but um Wonder it's if she thing. like wonder if someone didn't scan one of the books and so it was eighteen something plus the tax. But like something triggered my brain to say, Okay, I just spent like forty some dollars, so I spent a hundred bucks today. So I either saw it on the thing 
or heard her say it and oh. then didn't see it on the how much know. tax would come so it's 1899 right 1799 no for year one that you have at home 18 dollars even mm-hmm Because even if it, they just accidentally ring in one, that's mm-hmm. not enough to get to 21 for taxes. What was it for? Because it was 18 times 6% mm-hmm. would be $1.08. So it would come out. So that wouldn't be enough. So try, and that's the highest one. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. So even if so they even, only charge me for one. Even if they miss That doesn't make one. sense. That is so weird. Yeah. And like, I feel like she would have told me if she was going to use someone kind of else. Discount. Got, like, wonder if there's a glitch in there. Like, and, and I paid for someone else's and they bought mine. Yeah. Like, somehow, like, the computers got, like, fucked up. That would be weird. Or, like, the person before me or after me. Yeah, like, someone's, like, arguing with Barnes & Nobles that they have a $40 truck. Oh, shit. If you're out there <laughs> and this happened to you, your bill is supposed to be 2014. So you paid yours, you paid theirs. It's like the pay it back. Yup. Thank you. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, yeah, that would bug me. Oh, man. Yeah, I don't know. It's... I didn't think about what you just said, though. Maybe it was something like that. Because it doesn't make sense how they got that amount, unless they gave me some kind of discount I didn't know about. Well, yeah, if you're a member, maybe, maybe you got... I'm not a member. You're not? No. Oh, then I have no fucking idea. Yeah. I should be a member. I don't know I'm not, but... Like... I said that the last time. I was like, give me a card. Yeah. I should just do it. I had a one at one point, but... I don't know. I... Last bit of this. I love going to Barnes & Nobles for gifts for people. Not mm-hmm. even just books. I just love... Like, I don't know. They have cute stuff. Yeah. I love their puzzles, too. Oh, I always get puzzles Especially there. these ones. The, what's it called? Vintage. Mm. Vintage puzzles. They have, like, different ones. Um, hmm. Uh, That's cool. Like, uh, National Parks. We have that one. National Parks and another one of those ones. Anyways. Not important. Shall we get into it? <laughs> Yeah, let's get into it. Tell me what land diving is. Okay, well, first I wanted to ask you if you've ever wanted to try bungee jumping. Because I'm sure you've heard of bungee jumping. Yeah. Right. You think I'm dumb? <laughs> I'm just trying to set this up, okay? I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah. No, not really. You live under a rock, Patrick. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> Have you ever thought about, like, how they did set this up? Like, Patrick's so dumb, he lives under a rock. Yeah. And, like, people said... That was the joke. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> and SpongeBob's uh, a swinger, because he lives in a pineapple. <gasps> <laughs> oh, definitely. He gives off so. swinger vibes. But anyways, bungee jumping. <laughs> no, I don't think I've ever really wanted to do that. I always wanted to skydive, but bungee jumping is like I don't know I know a lot of people bungee jump over skydiving but to me it's like sketchier I'd rather die out of a plane than like hit the ground at a sh- yeah. shorter distance like, I'm just like sitting there after all that adrenaline and it's like I don't know just bungee jumping hasn't been like my thing but I'm just I feel like afraid I'm gonna get catapulted somewhere and hit my head off of something <laughs> Yeah, like, maybe the momentum or whatever, like, like yeah. you're swinging too much, you just hit the side of, like, the cliff mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, I just... I mean, I guess you wear helmets, but still. I want to skydive, but I just don't want to bungee jump. Yeah. But that's not the case for... But bungee jumping is land diving. Ish. Yeah. We're gonna get into it. Because I like the term land diving better than... Bungee. Yeah, so... cooler. <clears throat> the... Land diving is the, like, what what originated bungee jumping. Like, okay. bungee jumping came from it. 
we kind of stole the idea. Mm-hmm. Like we, we as like everybody else other than yeah. the place that I'm going to talk about. Right. Um, like took the idea and made it into bungee jumping. Mm-hmm. But land diving is actually, I'm going to backtrack. We're going to take okay. a trip. Let's take a trip. We're going to go around the world here. In 80 days. No, in like an hour. Okay. <laughs> Within an hour. So we're going to take a trip to Pentecost Island, Vanuatu. Nice. Okay. Good job. And I think so. <laughs> I think I did it right. I think you did. So it, this place is officially, Pentecost Island is the Republic of Vanuatu. It's an island country in Melanesia and it's located in the South Pacific Ocean. And including Pentecost Island, which is what we're talking about, there are 83 islands that make up the South Pacific nation of Vanuatu. That's a lot of islands. It is a lot. And in the first photo in the drive link is a map of, like, where Vanuatu is. And then I circled approximately the islands that compose of it. Wow. Also, for any listeners, uh, we now have links on our website to show Mm -hmm. notes and you can follow along with, like, the photos we're talking about or videos and stuff if you want to see as well. So if we want to get very specific, Vanuatu is located in a volcanic orig- like region, origin, and it's about a 1,000 miles east of northern uh, Australia, northeast of New Caledonia, east of New Guinea, southeast of Sol- Solomon Islands, and west of Fiji. Fiji. So it's kind of just, like... It's, they're very small islands. It's they're so tiny. Plopped in the coral sea there. Um, so we're gonna get into it, but yeah, land diving comes from this area. Okay. On a tiny island. Mm-hmm. I do want to talk just briefly about the island and the history of the people because their culture is important, mm-hmm. and then like through the years towards the end we'll get to kind of like the tourism like how it has come from like what it was mm-hmm. to what it is now okay so i just want to focus also on some of the history so it was first inhabited by uh malaysian people and the first europeans to visit the island were a spanish expedition led by portuguese navigator fernandez de quiros who arrived on the largest island which was espirito Espiritu Santo, and that was in 1606. It's a long time ago. It was. And then by the 18, by 1880s, France and the UK actually claimed parts of the islands. Okay. And then in 1906, they agreed to jointly manage the group of islands as the new uh, Hebrides through an Anglo-French condominium. So, white people took over. Oh, that makes sense. That happens a lot, unfortunately. Yes. In 1970s, an independence movement arose, which we'll kind of briefly talk about later. And in 1980, the Republic of Vanuatu was founded. Fun fact, there was a survivor season. Of course there was. (laughs) I'm tired of hearing about survivors. (laughs) (laughs) We're still in this, like, binge kick of mindless background noise. I like it because I'm, like, I do, like, the psychology of it, like... Like observing people, and... no, just the people and how they oh, react oh, to like this situation and like how crazy. I do think some of them go like a little nuts. Yeah, a lot of it's staged, but yeah, that's my thing. I just uh... 
So since the independence, the country has become a member of the United Nations Commonwealth of Nations Organization International de la Francophonie and the Pacific Islands Forum. And Pentecost Island is known as Pentecote in uh, Pentecote, I don't know, in French. Mm-hmm. Don't know French at all. And Pentecost in Bislama. Bislama is the official language of Vanuatu. Okay. Um, and it's actually an England English based uh pigeon language used as a lingua franca in Fiji and the Solomon Islands. So what does this mean other languages? Like what does it sound like then? Um I didn't like really listen like, to what does pigeon language mean? So it's like English, sounds? but also like their other. So their oh. other language, which I put somewhere down here, I think it's so or Sioux. I'll have to find it. But there's like the island language and then the Bislama, which is now the official language. But Bislama is kind of like the island language in English, like merging together. I don't get it, but let's just move on. It's just its own. It's its own thing. We, I gotcha. we had to change people's language. Let's just say that. I get it. So Pentecost has been referred... It's not important. Anyways. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> to some it might be, but... I just wanted to, like... I don't I know. I wanted to learn more about the area, too, so... Yeah. Pentecost has been referred to as Raga or Araga. And that... Uh, it's a tribal name that originated in the north, but is now widely applied to the whole island. So islanders will you know, refer to the area as Raga or Raga. And in old sources, it is occasionally referred to as Whitsuntide Island. I like that. Whitsuntide? Yeah. So clearly over that brief little thing, it does have history. It does have some deep cultural roots. Mm-hmm. Um, that's been whitewashed, but... <laughs> so like their land diving rituals... For... Wait, let me redo that had this set up. So clearly the island has history and deep cultural roots. Oh, wow. Like land diving rituals, for example. That's right. Land <laughs> diving rituals. <laughs> I was on one when I wrote this. <laughs> wow. Um, so what so excited. is keep going. land diving? It's like bungee jumping, but not. Dude, it's sketch. Well, they didn't have bungee jumps, I assume, back when it was created. No. And wait till you hear the origin story of it, too. All right. Need a sip of water. Okay, so modern times. Now. That's not what's now said. That's current. That's 2024. Um, It's a ritual performed by men of the southern part of the Pentecost Island. Okay. And pretty much to sum it up, we're going to get men... Yes. Men. Just wait, dude. All right. To sum it up, men jump off wooden towers that are around 20 to 30 meters, which is 66 to 98 feet high. Oh, thank you for doing the conversion. <clears throat> I had to. That's really high. They jump off, wait, they jump off wooden towers that are 66 to Holy 98 shit. feet high with two, two tree vines wrapped around their ankles. How strong are tree vines? I mean, I know Tarzan, like, had a good time with them, but, like... <laughs> yeah. To jump and have it used as a cord? Yeah. It's Tied crazy. around what? Their ankles? Their ankles. Not their core, like, not their abdomens or anything. Oh, my God. Their ankles. so painful. Yeah. So, this tradition, not, like, not surprisingly, has turned into a huge tourist attraction as well. 
Oh my god. I'll talk about some of the tourism at the very end. But I do want to add this fun fact. I don't know if it's fun, but apparently the G-force experienced by those um, at their lowest point in the dive is the greatest experience in non-industrialized world, in the non-industrialized world by humans. So, like, not being in, like, an airplane or a car and, like, things like that. Wow. Which I'm sure people will, like, pass out from that then. So they do it for the thrill? No. Okay. But at least you get the added experience of the thrill. I guess. At that. Yeah. I think they have some thrills because of how, like, the ritual and, like, Mm -hmm. what it means now. But the the start of this does not come from anything close to, like, the nature of what it is now. Okay. So, the origin comes from a legend of a woman. Not a man. Not a man. As the story goes... The woman was dissatisfied dissatisfied with her husband. Her husband's name was some variation of Tamale. And of course, I couldn't find what her fucking name was. She didn't say fucking in that because I want to respect her. I couldn't find what her name is. But it makes me mad because it's like, okay, we know what his name is, but not hers. So this was then. And now, like, this is just giving me flashbacks this week for the Oscars and Barbie and how Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. was nominated for Ken, but yet she, Margot was yeah. nominated for Barbie. Anyway. Which defeats, like, the whole purpose of, like, the, 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 the movie. Doing the movie. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this feels familiar with yeah. everything that happens to women. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, why was she dissatisfied? Because he was a man and he, he sucked. Yeah, well, some claim that the woman was pretty upset with her husband because he was too quote, vigorous regarding his sexual wants. (gasps) He really was, like, pushing what he wants with her. Like, I think he was probably, like, sexually abusive, maybe. I don't know. But she had a solution this one time. And it was to run away into the forest. Oh, I would have just killed him. Um, but her husband, like, was like, you're not just gonna run away from me. Like, I want that boot tang. (laughs) (laughs) Ew. So he followed her. Ew. And she was like, I'm I'm getting away from you. I'm going to climb a banyan tree. I mm-hmm. might have said that wrong. I do have a photo banyan. for ref- for reference. <laughs> um, Pretty cool looking trees. Oh, those are neat. Yeah. I'd That's love cool. to like just sit and work or read on that bench in there. Oh, uh, so lovely. Yeah, so she climbed up the tree. And, of course, Tamale... I, I'm going to stop using his name. Actually. Yeah. No. The husband. The husband. He climbed after her. And she was like, the only way I'm going to get away from him and get him off my trail is to jump. She was going to commit suicide. But she, no, she wasn't because she was smart. Mm. She tied Liana's, which I have photos of the vines, their wooden vines, um, to her ankles and jumped, which she survived the jump. Oof. Her husband, who was, you know, going after her. Yeah. He's not fucking smart. He's a pig. He thought that he she jumped in. didn't tie the Lianas to himself. So he jumped to his death, like plummeted to his death. Good. So yeah. Right. Yeah. Stupid. It's just sad that, like, wow. This is. That's really depressing. Mm-hmm. Clever. Depressing. But. You know, it doesn't just, like, stop there. People are, like, obviously they're still doing this. (laughs) Right. So, why? Yeah. Women of villages continued to land dive and, like, respect for the 
the original woman who did it mm. and also just like a celebration of you know kind of like standing up and breaking yeah that well wouldn't you know the husbands just didn't like that they of weren't comfortable they were. with seeing their wives in such positions literally quote such positions and they just like didn't like that they were you know doing this so they took the sport on for themselves it wasn't like oh no you shouldn't be doing this because it's dangerous. We don't want you to get hurt. You're doing this because you're celebrating a woman no, who's... We're it. now going to do this. Mm-hmm. You're not. That is so messed up. So messed up. I know. It, like, made me <laughs> mad at first. But I'm glad that, like, obviously the origin story is still out there. Yeah. I don't know many sources, mm-hmm. but her name's not. No, that's oh, so upsetting. Yeah. So over time, it gradually changed from trees to specifically designed wooden towers. And I don't really have photos of the ones of the trees because that was before cameras were probably ever even thing but i do have photos of what the towers looked like do, do you want to try and explain them to it the... looks like a jenga set it does in a sense they're not tight you know together mm-hmm. but it's stacked that way yeah you know i mean with just like it's not super thick uh limbs Mm-mm. pieces of i don't know if it's carved wood or not i guess it is yeah, it is wood. It's not certain trees. Um, they do use, I think, a lot of, like, the banyan trees. I don't oh. think... I, I have details on the towers, but I figured now we could just see say what we see. But, yeah, they're, like, very large pools. Yeah. Maybe, maybe four? Not many. And then you get that, like, that Jenga. Or what's that other you remember the other thing where you stick the sticks like through the plastic pool oh, that had the holes her plunk love that game it literally kind of looks like it kind of looks like that because you have like they're not very thick trunks no or limbs and it's like i can't really wrap my head around like there's not there's not a ladder because of how they like have it set up you can just like climb these towers and the towers have platforms which we'll get into those but yeah, you climb up and then you wrap the vines and you jump. Oh, are they naked? Um, they are not completely naked. They do have something called a, I think it's a nonbus, which I'll get into that as well. Um, but that's that's what they wear for their rituals. Hmm. Not much. No. Might as well just be naked. Yeah. What's the point of his wear- him wearing that little loincloth? I don't know. So. Like I said, the men took this and they, you know, started making their ritual, which, um, was practiced out of respect for the woman in the legend. Like, that's how it started. Mm -hmm. They still wanted to do the respect for it, and maybe they were just lying to the, their wives so that they would allow their husbands to do it and not them. (laughs) Um, and they also performed the land diving trick. Or they performed the land diving, quote, so that they would not be tricked again. Because they took the man tamale being tricked as mm. they're all being tricked. Mm. So first they told the woman, you know, we're doing it out of respect, but then we also don't want to be tricked. So, okay. I don't know. I, don't be stupid. You took a woman's ideas yeah, of a I, vine and now you're saying... you. That Maybe learn more about the the jungle. I don't know. I'm surprised that they didn't change the story completely. Like, the, try to change the legend. Mm-hmm. 
to it being a man in the main. So they say, oh, being like instead of a like I'm like the man saved himself yeah, with yeah, the vines yeah. and she yeah. plummeted. Mm-hmm. I'm yeah. surprised that they didn't. That's true. But now it's currently like the ritual they do. It's associated with their annual yam harvest. Mm. So, so they don't even really talk about the story. No, no, yeah. it's all about the yam. That's one way, I guess, to get rid of it. Is just yeah. not talk about it. <laughs> and I'm wondering afterwards because we're gonna get into like why with the yam harvest and like the time. I'm wondering if the original story happened during that time and then they had a really plentiful harvest mm. that year. Yeah. So they were like, oh, this is good luck. Mm-hmm. Um. So it's performed annually in the months of April, May, or June. Okay. And the purpose is, quote, a good dive helps ensure a bountiful yam harvest. Sort of like a sacrifice, kind of? Yes. But they're not trying to die. No, but still, I mean, maybe you're sacrificing your fear or something. Yeah. Maybe it's not death, but it's You're, like, giving back, yeah. Some other way of... Or maybe it's just, like, a performance... Like, they think they're pleasing whatever and bringing good luck. So, it does say that villagers believe that the land diving can enhance the health and strength of the divers. Mm. So, a successful dive um, can remove the illness and physical problems associated with the wet season. Probably because you have all that adrenaline as soon as you do it and you feel so good that people are like, yeah, yeah. this is good for you. Yeah. And also, like, I don't know what their wet season's like and stuff. So... If it's removing the illness and physical problem, maybe because they train, maybe they train for it. Mm. I didn't find anything with that, mm-hmm. but maybe they're really healthy yeah. for it. And it's also considered as an expression of masculinity, demonstrating boldness associated with a warrior. So okay. that makes sense with like the sacrifice, like, mm-hmm. you know, to give, you know, a warrior needs to do this to have the harvest. I don't really follow, but. A lot of these rituals, anywhere around the world, I feel like, is like, why? Yeah. Um, But men who do not choose to dive or back out diving, they're not humiliated as cowards, but... That's good. They... It is like a... It's a masculine thing. It's like to become a man. Hmm. So they pretty much all do it anyway? Yeah. That's my understanding of it. We're going to get into the towers. I love how the women are just erased from this... Yeah. Like, it's just... Oh, don't worry. We'll talk about what they do. Okay. What they're allowed to do. Oh, boy. (laughs) All right. And I don't mean this disrespectfully either, because I'm sure to, like, the culture now, you know, everybody has their set roles. Yeah. I... But... Yeah. I guess we're looking at it from our own point of view. Yeah. It might be completely different. So, yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that. I guess I don't really have an argument. Like, we're not in our issues, but it is... It's weird and... You know, we come from a country where we're just, mm-hmm. or we should be just as equal as men. Right. So it's hard for us to understand that. But it also just goes back to history mm-hmm. of how we've done this to, you know, strong, brave, independent women yeah. who are capable of thinking on their feet mm-hmm. quick and surviving and not plumbing into their death like their husband. But anyways, <laughs> so the towers are symbolic because they represent a body. Okay. Can't you see the body in those photos? <laughs> it kind of reminds me of Burning Man now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
You can see the body in that? No. Oh, honestly, I'm like... just, But now, like, that's what it has me thinking, is, like, giant wooden sculpture that's yeah. meant to look like art. And then it's just like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right. So, it's supposed to have, like, a head, shoulders, breast, belly, genitals, and knees. Um, and, again... I have it set up, so we'll talk a little bit later about all that. But the diving platforms represent the penises, and the struts <laughs> beneath represent the vaginas. Have they seen a person before? Well, I mean, look at them. You can see, like, their genitals practically and what they wear. It's just, like, mm-hmm. how do you get what you see with humans to that tower? But whatever. <laughs> yeah, so you got penises represented and vaginas represented. So they do represent women in this. Okay. There is not a single nail or screw. What? It's completely held together by vines. Yep. Wow. All vines. I mean, that makes sense, but that's crazy to think about. And, again, briefly with the towers before we get into it deeper, um, it takes about 30 men up to a month to build, but that varies. So they build one each year. (laughs) I kind of struggled with this. I believe so. Okay. It seems so, but there might be some towers that are, like, the towers. Mm-hmm. All right, so of course there's preparations for all this, and also if you have like any questions or want to say something, just interrupt me. But so the time of yam harvest is very significant, and the tower construction is best done during dry season. Lianas have the best elasticity during this time, so the lianas are the vines. Okay, they need that elasticity. During the dry season. During the time of, like, building, okay. which is dry season. Yes. So, Nangol is Bislama for land diving. Like I said, Bislama is their official language. Mm-hmm. But the local saw language calls it goal. And the local saw is, um, like, their true language. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. um, local you know what I mean? Like, I not... Yeah. Not the mix of English and stuff. So, I think Bislama is a mix of local saw and, like, English-based. Mm-hmm. So, men seclude themselves from women and refrain from sex. This is all during the preparations. They gotta get that testosterone up. Okay. Women are not allowed to go near the tower or else tamale who lives in the tower, may seek vengeance. All right. Leading to the death of the diver. So now, women cannot go, they cannot fuck it up. Okay. This is before. They are allowed there during. All right. Men must not wear any lucky charms during the dive. Okay. And I think also before. I don't think that they can, like, try and make luck happen with it. Hmm. So the tower, as I mentioned, it can take up to 30 days, but I did find that it typically takes between two to five weeks to build, depending on how how they're building, how many people, um, and where. And it takes anywhere between 20 to 30 men to help construct it. So they cut trees from, for the body, Mm -hmm. and then they clear a site for the tower and remove rocks from the soil. They also till the soil to soften the ground and I'm not sure if this is to help with the build or to help soften it for if someone oh. hits the ground. Truth. But I don't think you could really soften soil to that extent. No, probably not. Yeah. Moving the rocks, though. Yeah, that's 
That's a good point with the rocks. I thought maybe it was just to make it like a. I would think I thought for the poles to yeah for them to set the tower because do they put the poles down in the ground? They would have to yeah. for it to be like that. So maybe structure. they're removing the rocks and getting and tilling enough to do that. Yeah. Or yeah, maybe it's also like the landing area they don't want. But you can't really rocks. make like at least like get rid of anything really bad. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. But that is like, what, are you stopping the ground for the build? I assume, but or is it for the the blow? You know. So the core of the tower is made from a lopped tree with poles and vines for support and stability. Like I said, no, nothing else other than trees, and vines. Okay. They make the poles like out of the trees. Mm-hmm. Um, you will find several platforms come out about two meters which is six and a half feet from the front of the tower so that's where like, like all those things board. yes right. exactly the lowest platform is at 10 meters 32 feet and the, the lowest is 32 feet yes that's pretty far yeah do you ever go to like did you ever go to the pools that have like the uh-huh. diving things yeah and like isn't the top one what's the top one 100 it's high yeah it's real high I don't know. I was trying to, like, think of the breakdown. Yeah, how far is 32 feet from me right now? <sighs> I'm bad at distance. 10 feet times 3 plus 2 Is it, like, to your garage out there? Probably. Probably. Well, let's see. This room is 12 feet this way. Yeah. So. It's probably about to there. Three. Yeah. That's high. That is high. And then the highest platform is near the top, which is around that, like, 100 feet, wow. 96 or whatever I said. 98. Pretty high with just vines. I don't know. It scares me. So while jumping, the platform supports snap, which caused the platform to hinge downward and absorb some of the, the force from falling. So just like a, a diving board. Mm-hmm. And then the vines are actually selected by a village elder and matched with each jumper's weight. But they don't have any mechanical like calculations for weight or anything. So it's pretty much all luck eyeballing and feeling and knowing what you're doing (laughs) um the the vines need to be like to to bend and move easily like i said they have to be elastic and they also need to be full of sap in order to be safe Hmm. i don't know why maybe i should have looked into that one so they won't break maybe Mm. yeah because i guess when something is like if you get a twig with like it's it's hard to snap it and then the ends of the vines are actually shredded to allow the fibers to be, like, looped around the ankles of the jumpers. So there's a I lot just, that goes I into it. I hate saying it's going to be wrapped around the ankles. I hate that. Mm-hmm. I hate how that's going to feel. Could you imagine? No. Like, that, that especially with break. the G-force that they're saying that happens. G-force. G-force. Um, yeah, I don't... I feel like it's going to break your ankles. Mm-hmm. For sure. So... And another thing, too, with this village elder that, like, picks out each jumper's vines. If it's too long, the diver will hit the ground. But if it's too short, it can collide with so the tower. Like that, that dude's mercy. Yeah. Right? Pretty much. Like, who is it that's finding the vines? A village elder. Just an elder. They didn't say male, male or female, so mm-hmm. I don't, I'm not really sure with that. So, yeah, you're just <clears throat> at their mercy then, whoever. Because, like, what if they don't like you? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, maybe you want to be biased in that position, but 
But because of it being a ritual for their harvest. I'm sure. But, like, what if there was just a shit ton of drama during these There has year? to be. I mean, humans <laughs> are humans, regardless. Yeah. I mean, why wouldn't there maybe be... It's just crazy. Drama going on. Like, you have to find just the right vine mm-hmm. for, like, each person's level of jump. <laughs> like, I don't know. I just keep thinking, like, don't piss off the elders <laughs> here because... <laughs> You might get a long vine. <laughs> like, maybe that's a joke that they, like, tell each other. <laughs> Wait, write that down. That's the caption. <laughs> Before the dive, the men often bring closure to any unsettled business and disputes in case they die. So everyone tries to kind of ease things over. Okay. They say. But right. I'm sure there's still, like, people are like, fuck you. Yeah. And then the night pr- prior to the dive, um, the divers actually sleep beneath the tower to ward off evil spirits. Okay. Cool. So, for the actual ritual, um, let me see here. Most of the islanders are Christian, but they adhere to, like, their ancient beliefs. So, that's why, um, like, they're allowed to do this. Sometimes it's still loud to me how far Christianity spread. Yeah. Even here. Like, it's so weird to say that most of them are Christians. Mm -hmm. But, like, they have deep cultural, like, ancient beliefs and roots. Yep. Sad. It's weird. Anyway. Um, Before dawn on the day of the ceremony, men undergo a ritual wash, and they apply coconut oil to themselves and decorate their bodies. Oil? Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Maybe Maybe you just avoid the ankles. I don't know. But why? Why would you want to be, like, oiled up? Maybe it's just to be all shiny when you're standing up there. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, you are pretty much naked. Something? But, like, what if the vine slips more? I don't know. That, yeah. That, to me, that... I mean, they also paint oil. their bodies, so it sounds like it's just for the image. Yeah. So it might just be to, like, glisten wire up there. Maybe. Because, like, looking at the photos that I've posted, too, I mean, they do have, like, shiny... They don't look oiled up. So I don't know what... And, like, natural coconut oil. Oh, maybe. Maybe it won't dry and flake off or something. But, like, even... They don't, like, overly paint from what I've seen. I mean, there's paint and decorations on their body, but it's not, like, they're completely Maybe they just believe that that oil has a... And, like, natural coconut oil might not be, like, the coconut oil that we get that's, like, super oily. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So the men wear boar tusks around their neck, typically. Can I interrupt you? Yeah. Maybe it was just because it was like a shower day. What? Because they clean up, they wash. And then they oil up for like moisture, I think. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Like it could be. That's it. Like, maybe. Maybe it benefits from coconuts and stuff too. Yeah. Just being part with Mm -hmm. the environment that they're in. I think it's the washing. They're hydrating their skin. <laughs> That's I just picture like get ready with me today on the day of the ritual. So in case you die, your like skin's glistening. <laughs> um. Yeah. So anyway. typically the men will wear boar tusks around their neck and traditional nambas. So nambas are the little cloths or like the string with the things like hanging over you know, your pretty. butt cracks or your your genitals. Um, butt cracks. Yeah. <laughs> so they cover up. They're modest, you know. 
<laughs> and then women wear traditional grass dresses and are uh, like shirtless. They mm. so that's that's typical. So you said like, what do the women do? They can't dive, but they can provide mental support through their dancing. And it they do have like this elaborate festival. Uh, to keep it short, I didn't really go that far into it, but it says that like they will break into dancing and stomp their feet intently into the ground um and the women in grass skirts will like these are the men and the women will like emerge from trees adding like their voices to that sounds this. really cool yeah so then they do like group dances and they scamper like they go up to the towers scamper. then sorry i am reading this one <laughs> article i'm trying to like because i didn't include it in the article is in the sources though so then they like start the whole ritual but it is like this huge festival you know they get in their traditional clothing with like the nambas and the grass skirts and i guess it's just like loud chanting and going on so in each village about 10 to 20 men will jump and I'm not sure, like, when they retire or when they stop or if you just... I know some people do it more than once. Like, it's not just a one-time oh, thing. okay. You just kind of... Mm-hmm. Just, like, jump off the diving board. Get, yeah. You dive, and then you get back up and so I, do it again. I don't know what the criteria is for, like, continuing to go mm-hmm. or if, like, you're the alpha and stuff and you have to do it for the village. And I don't know how many people are average, like, in a village, but mm-hmm. 10 to 20 men is typically what will happen per village. The least experienced jump off the lower platforms, and they always start the ritual. So the least experienced goes first, and then the most experienced, they, you know, start going higher on the tower, and they are ending the ritual. The ideal jump is, um, like, a very high jump, and then the jumper landing as close to the ground as possible. That's the ideal, ideal one. Like, you don't want to be a couple feet swinging above you. But how do you control that? It's just based on the length of the vine. Yeah, pretty much. And, like, knowing the height and stuff. Oh, my gosh. That's so scary. And the actual goal is to brush their shoulders against the ground. Like, you want to be touching the ground. Okay. You don't have control over this at all. You're just jumping. It's depending how long the vine is. Yeah. Stop. And the person who, or the higher the jump, the more bountiful the harvest, they believe. Okay. So you want to be high if you're experienced. Um, Jumpers are allowed to give speeches and sing songs and perform like musical comedies before diving Mm -hmm. for entertainment, but also I think to like hype themselves up and also like last minute, (laughs) you know, before you die, maybe. I don't, there's not that many deaths now. I think they have a dumb pat, but there are like, you know, some injuries and things. So while they dive, they cross their arms over their chest to prevent any arm injuries. Okay. And their head is tucked in so the shoulders can touch the ground. But there are a number of injuries at risk for the divers, such as like broken necks or concussions or death. Broken necks, concussions, or death. Mm -hmm. Okay. But I'm like, I found it odd that like ankle problems or leg problems, like dislocations didn't come up. Really? Because with it didn't come up. I didn't go that. I didn't. Well, that's because they're hitting the ground. 
with that part of their body first before it would pull their ankles probably, right? Yeah, but they're saying that the G-force in the last few right. moments is so strong that like, wouldn't there be like a pull to like your legs from like your hips or something? I don't know. It's so, uh, well, it's strange to me. Um, Maybe they just have really strong ankles. I mean, my next thing is they can reach speeds of around 45 miles per hour. Like imagine doing that and coming to a straight halt because it's hanging by your ankle. Uh, like I just feel like they have to have like hip problems or something. Yeah. Or they're just a little bit taller after this. Mm-hmm. Uh. Now, and it's not just older men, boys, like young men, boys, not even young men, kids, also jump. And it's considered their rite of passage. So they're allowed to dive after their circumcision, which is normally around ages seven to eight, but some, there's been divers who have been five years old. Oh. When a boy is ready to become a man, he dives into the presence, in the presence of his elders. And his mom will like, or mothers will like hold their favorite childhood item during the dive, which is a lot of times like uh, a cloth or like a blanket, they said. And after the dive, the item is thrown away, which demonstrates he has become a man. This sounds like a stressful... I don't know. So, I'm... For that young into... Oof, to can you imagine me five years old? To be the mom, to watch... I don't know. That just seems scary. So scary. Yeah. And even if the lowest platform's 32 feet, it's really high for a yeah. kid. Like, I'm trying not to disrespect the culture by any means i just it's scary yeah and i don't think we are i think Mm -hmm. i think it's okay that we like are questioning Mm -hmm. it but that's what they do that's their because it's one thing to just be like reading the facts about it and another to be immersed in the culture and see what it's like Mm -hmm. when you're there you know what i mean i bet it's crazy like even watching like their dancing we knew someone that has seen it firsthand or Mm-hmm. Something. Anyway. Um, so since I'm like hooked up and having problems with the sound, I do have a video. I don't know if we'll include this all in. Everybody can go and click on the link. It's um Oh yeah, right there. Yeah, so if you wanna turn your volume up just for a moment, um, and go to oh, sorry, I already had it set up, but go into at least seven seconds into the video. He said, yeah, so this video is Land Divers, and it's from National Geographic. It's on YouTube. It's linked. Feel free to watch the whole thing. It's four minutes, but I just want you to Where'd see. Where did you say to go to? Go to, like, seven seconds. It's just oh, the seven. beginning. Okay. You don't really need. And then you can watch until you feel like you don't want to watch anymore, because I can cut some of it out. A spectacular inflation display called land dive. Young men and boys, some just five years old, literally risking. Do you want to explain what you're seeing? I. You, oh my I don't know if you guys can hear on there. You can hear the the wood like snapping. Oh my gosh! Yeah, the plank that they jump off of, where it's tied to, is just snapping as soon as they hit the ground or don't hit the ground. She's really Corey and Bennett. It's so crazy. That's wild. I mean, the vines are thick. Mm-hmm. But 
Yeah, it's just... It's gonna hurt. I don't know if I skipped over this, but... Oh, I did. After a dive, other villagers will rush in and take care of the diver immediately. Mm -hmm. So there's every... Like, people are on standby and stuff. So I'm assuming they just cut them off and then... Yeah. I feel like you have to pass... There has to be a lot of them that pass out if the G-force is so strong. Yeah. Even for a few seconds. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do you think about it, like, watching that? I just cringe. It just looks painful. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's crazy how something like this has lasted so long. What did that say? 15 centuries? Yeah. Yeah. Imagine when it first started with, like, on the trees and stuff. Because you're not probably clearing a lot. Right. So you have, like, all the other branches and everything. Oh, my gosh. So, more modern times with it. Oh, did you want to say anything more mm-hmm. about the video? Yeah. More modern times. I'm going to go through from, like, the mid-19th century to 1995 real quick. But um, mid-19th century, missionaries came to the area and persuaded the natives to stop land diving. They're like, you're not doing this anymore. Um, it didn't really go that far, but it, it was halted. They couldn't really reach some of the far villages along the coast. Okay. Um, so it continued yeah. and it really never stopped. In the 1970s, anti-colonialism caused land diving to be seen in a new light as a way to demonstrate their cultural identity. Mm-hmm. Um, so things kind of started switching. And then in 1980, uh, colonial, because of their independence from colonial powers, it caused the ritual to be revived by Christian locals in surrounding areas. So they were allowed to do it everywhere, in a mm. sense. Not like the hidden villages. And by 1995, people, the people of Pentecost Island, with the support of Vanuatu's attorney general, declared that they would endeavor to get royalties from bungee jumping enterprises because they viewed the tradition oh, as stolen. That is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, good for them. Good for them, but also, like, people... All over the world, like, things have adapted and changed. Yeah. But I do get it. I just don't understand how they, they get royalties. So, like, are they getting, like, a payout from each enterprise? I don't know, but they have to be making some money. Just wait till we get to tourism. Okay. Yeah. Like, isn't that crazy? I don't know. How, yeah, I don't know how that would work with the royalties. Like, if if it's com- companies that make them, maybe they get oh, something out of that. Like the, the gear um, for it mm-hmm. because they had to get it from... Or... Because I don't know how else you would track that, really. I mean... I wonder if bungee, like, jumping ropes came from, like, studies of the vines and the elast- elasticity of it. That would make sense. Yeah. Well, how new is bungee jumping itself? Like, the phenomenon, like, people doing that. Because if that happened in 1995, I feel like... probably before that, like, 70s. 70s, I was thinking. So it took, like, 20-some years. Maybe I should look that up. When did bungee... You can go. Um, no, I am curious about the... The bungee. It is definitely newer, but I do think... 79. 79, okay. That makes sense. Interesting. So there are some notable dives that I want to just say. I mean, there's so many dives, but these are kind of interesting. So there was a dive for a French resident commissioner, and this was in 1952. 
And honestly, I pulled these this information straight from Wikipedia. Okay. Other things are like no mixed, shame. mixed no sources, shame. but this I was <laughs> like, I'm just gonna pull it right from. But so in 19, so things might be wrong. Wikipedia, <laughs> but whatever. Um, a land dive was performed for a French resident commissioner. British and French troops attacked some of the villages based on the rumor of a developing uh, cargo cult. Okay. So several older men were arrested and through several older men were arrested, though their sons offered to take their place. The men were let go in return for a land dive performance for the French resident commissioner. So he's like, I want to see this. I... You know, whatever. During the demonstration, the villagers sang a chant in Saul, like we've talked about. And, um, obviously the commissioner had no idea what they were even fucking saying. Mm-hmm. Which noted the irony that the white resident commissioner thought he was strong, whereas it was the native men who were jumping yeah. from the towers. Mm-hmm. So, just like, over time, this happened a lot where people would come commissioners, you know, generals, people of power, and they're like, perform this for me. Wow. And I didn't include some of this, but sometimes they would do it and they would demand it and it wouldn't be in season. So, there's a huge risk with Mm -hmm. that. Because if they're not elastic enough, if they're dry, Mm -hmm. uh, like too dry and they snap or too wet and whatever. Yeah, which is pretty much what happened with the (laughs) Queen Elizabeth II incident. Oh no, Queen Elizabeth II. In 1974, (laughs) Queen Elizabeth II of Great Britain visited Vanuatu and observed this land diving ritual. Okay. Uh, British administration, like, wanted the Queen to have an interesting tour and convince the villagers to perform, like, a jump. Okay. However, it wasn't in season. Like, the vines were not elastic enough, and it was the middle of the wet season. It's, they need the dry season. So one diver had both Liana's broken, like the vines, so he broke his back from the fall and later died in the hospital. Oh, no. So things do happen. That's why they have to have it in the dry when season, yeah. not the wet season. Well, did they not try to say, hey, we can't, we shouldn't be doing this right now. It's too dangerous. But remember, like... How was it not Great Britain or whatever, but they have like powers over there. Still, you can't just like the elder be like, hey, yeah, so you I know you want us to do this. With but... guns saying you're doing this for the queen or else. That's true. It's fucked up. That's true. Because I'm, I'm sure they probably said no at first. Yeah. Unless they were just excited about the queen, but I highly doubt that. Yeah. So he didn't die from the fall. Well, he died, you know, for, from things of the fall, mm-hmm. but he didn't die immediately he died from like the broken back and injuries oh, of the fall That's um funny. the next one is call mueller and he was a journalist and he was actually the first white man to land dive oh okay he had to wait two years for the villagers of bunlap to invite him to jump so he wasn't like really pushing it but he was you know interested and i think he probably really absorbed like took in their culture mm-hmm. i mean some journalists, you know. Yeah, they immerse themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So before the jump, he did spend seven months with the villagers, and his experiences were recounted in the December 1970 edition of Nat- National Geographic magazine, Land Diving with the Pentecost Islanders. He had a successful jump 
Um, I didn't go into that Nat Geo magazine, but I a, a lot of things came up about his jump hmm. because of being like the first one invited to yeah. do it. Carl Pickington is the last one that we're going to talk about. And he was supposed to jump from the highest bar for his television program, An Idiot Abroad. <laughs> um, and he, I guess before he refused to bungee jump in New Zealand, but he did jump in like Pentecost Island or Vanuatu. But it was from the lowest bar after the <laughs> natives agreed that it was a legitimate land dive and like he shouldn't go to the top. Okay. So so you can you can jump from down here. It's mm-hmm. still you'll still get the points. I just love <laughs> an idiot abroad. It's like Jackass International. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just, as I was reading that, like it's it's such a Wikipedia thing yeah. there, like very vague. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to include some of that stuff. <laughs> All right, last little bit here. Which, okay, perfect. Last little bit is about the tourism, which I've said. So it has become a huge tourist attraction for villagers. Mm -hmm. Um, And it comes with some debate because people think that maintaining the customs integrity while gaining attention probably isn't like the best. Like they they want it to maintain the integrity. Right. Not just be about the attention Mm -hmm. and the money. You're putting on a show for people at Mm -hmm. that point. Which is a little weird. Like, they're doing it for... Like, I would want to see it, but then mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like... It should be a private thing. Mm-hmm. So, a tourism council that handles the tourists and, like, presentations was actually formed by the chiefs of Vanuatu to prevent commercialization. So, they're trying to preserve it. That's good. And the tourism office works with tour companies and provides revenue by bringing in foreigners. So, they do try and have it... Um, organized with the companies but also continue to make money with it like it it does bring them revenue for sure yeah uh local control and government support maintains the rituals authenticity while encouraging like promotion so they have all the support with it but again sorry i'm kind of repeating myself there well i'm just kind of thinking like what all did they use the money that they're bringing in for probably just their community. I actually didn't look into that. So it doesn't look like they eat a whole lot. Like, they live off the land. Mm-hmm. I did they see, like, they medicine. have, like, vehicles and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah, and some of the photos I was looking up, like, when they, they would, like, load trucks up and stuff with oh. trees. So maybe just going back into, like, their community or their villages, yeah. buildings, mm-hmm. um, transportation, food, probably food. Yeah. Uh, so in 1982, tourists paid 35 pounds per person to watch the event and today they will typically pay around the thing i got these from a different couple of different things so one was 35 pounds because it was a lot of europeaners i think coming over or i don't know pounds how many people use pounds how many people how many places use pounds where uses pounds i mean all the uk uses pounds i thought so i thought i don't know um, Vanuatu uses Vatu, so a hundred, now you'll typically pay like a hundred to two hundred dollars to watch the event, oh. and that's ten thousand to twelve thousand Vatu. Oh. Um, that's like a lot per person. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, they gotta make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder, I'm curious what they, 
Use it all for. So before I said, like, it's an, an annual event that occurred anywhere from April to June because of it being the dry season, but now it occurs weekly from April to June because of profitability. Hmm. Which I'm wondering... I hate how sometimes I think of, like, the questions after I do this, but I'm wondering, like, if there's an increase in injuries or deaths because of, obviously, like, how often they're doing it. It could be. Because, like, what if it's not a dry season yet? Right. By April. Um, A lot of tourists or some tourists do want to try this for themselves, but they are denied for fear of safety. Yeah. It is only practiced there by the Vanuatu people or the Pentecost Islanders. And, you know, sometimes people, like I said, for call Mueller or whatever, he was invited. But they want to keep its authenticity. It's not just for, like, you know, tourists to come Mm -hmm. over and land dive over bungee jump. Right. Just for a thrill. It's It means something to them and just part of their culture. Cassie's passed out, so if you hear snoring, that's it. (laughs) This is my last bit, and it's kind of why you don't see a lot of video, like, modern video, but in 2006, commercial filming of the ritual was banned by the Vanuatu Cultural Center to protect their culture. Mm. So... Like, I think we could go with, like, our phones, mm-hmm. but I don't think you could, like, make it. Like, you can't commercialize it, right. so you can't make money or anything off of it. So, like, that National Geographic video was pretty pretty old. I don't think I could go watch this. I think it would stress me out too much. Yeah, like, everybody's chanting, and we're just like, <gasps> Yep. Yeah. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd be too stressed. <laughs> but I, it just amazes me, yeah. and... um. Like, the little boys doing it. Mm-hmm. But like they said in that one interview, they don't have any fear. It's just their culture. It's just so normal for them. I can't imagine. Because, like, when I see that, I picture what that must feel like. And I'd be so terrified. So that's what I envision. But I'm sure that they're not at all. So. Yeah, I... There has to be some sort of fear. Like, even if you say you're not fearful, like, I don't know. There has to be some people. But, yeah, that's it. That's all I had on it. The whole reason that we even talked about this and I did it is because we found a reel on Instagram. You sent it to me. Yeah, I did it a long time ago. Um, And I didn't really look into it. I just, like, saw the caption. It was, like, land diving, question mark, question mark. This should be an episode. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, wait. It should be. And hopefully you guys enjoyed it. I definitely... I didn't know anything about this. Mm -mm. Go check it out. Watch that YouTube video. Yeah. And... Or if you know anyone who has witnessed it in person, let us know. Because that would be really interesting to hear what that experience was like. It would be so cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And the video, too. Like we said, we are now putting show notes on the website. So if you just click on the show notes and then click on the blog with like the episode number, you can follow along with the photos that we're talking about. And the video is like page five of that photos and sources. So if you just want to jump right to that, go for it. Cool. But if it, thank you, you might be, it might be a little much for some people. Yeah, it might be, but yeah, no, this was a cool episode. Thank you for sharing that. You're so welcome. Yay. Thank you. Um, do you have anything else you want to add? I don't think so. Okay. Oh, no, we'll leave it as surprise. Okay. I'm going to say about our next episode, but. Yeah, we'll leave that as surprise. Surprise. Yeah. 
Because maybe people won't do it. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. Should I attempt it? Go for it. Okay. You got this. If you like this episode and other episodes, please go and download, follow on whatever platform you're listening, especially Spotify and Apple Podcasts, because that helps us the most. Yep. We also have social medias that, you know, we post frequently mm-hmm. on so facebook at make some new ones yeah well not some new socials but posts oh we yes yeah new we socials. Might. yes we talked about that we did yeah so stay tuned right now it's facebook unprofessionals asking questions instagram uaqpod.com wait no wait instagram uaqpod <laughs> um and then our website like i said to go to listen or look at the show notes is uaqpod.com on there you can submit um like feedback or recommendations mm-hmm. for us or you can also email uaqpod at gmail.com yeah and doing wh- good. oh thanks <laughs> and one last thing is if you enjoy this show like we said before this is an indie podcast so everything is what we you know, put into it, Mm -hmm. but we are trying to grow it and also listen to you guys' feedback. But if you have a few extra dollars, you can go to our Patreon page at Patreon slash UAQ. Patreon.com slash UAQ. Thank you. And there's different tiers. We're working on, you know, having special things for each Mm -hmm. tier, but right now it's a dollar, five dollars, and ten dollars. So if you have a few extra dollars and want to see us you know, grow the show. Everything you give us is put back into the podcast. Yep. Sid says it way better than me, but <laughs> we got through it, guys. <laughs> you did good. I'm proud of you. Anything else? I don't think so. Okay. I gotta pee. Me too. All right. All right. Bye, <laughs> guys. Bye.